Sport. It's your passion. It's your obsession. You want fixtures and form. Know it all with the Sporting Life podcast. Well, welcome to the latest Sporting Life Racing podcast. I'm David Orr, joined as usual by Ben Linfoot, Michael Shinners and Matt Brocklebank. And Matt, you're fresh from a stint on the Sporting Life Transfer Deadline Day football blog. So are you pleased to be back among the Sport of Kings? It's all go, Dave, on Deadline Day. No, it's not quite the same as it used to be for me, Deadline Day. Not since the fellow waved that thing love behind aid. the camera Let's call it a love at aid. the Britannia. So That was the day, Transfer Deadline Day died it's for me. Changed. It's changed. <laughs> it's either died or pigged. Uh, yeah, it? it's changed. I'm not necessarily for the better since then. But yeah, uh, it's, it's a quiet one, isn't it? But it is, but racing-wise, it could be we could be a very quiet weekend because we're looking at these temperatures, meetings falling left, right, mm. and centre. Sandown, not giving up hope yet, Scoop. But you've just labelled Clark of the Cards, Andrew Cooper, in cloud cuckoo land for his positive bulletin. Well, I didn't think that you would uh, <laughs> say that on the podcast, Dave. But it, it, it is looking <laughs> a bit unlikely for much racing to be going on, certainly over jumps in England. So uh, me and Michael Shindog Shinners looked at the long-range forecast and thought. Let's go to Dublin for the uh, excellent Dublin Racing Festival, the DRF. The D- and great at news. Leopardstown, which is a cracking, a cracking card, isn't it? A great news that you're over there with Mike Vince. The Sporting Life big guns all being rolled out for the, for the weekend. And what it is an absolutely cracking card. Let's start by getting our teeth stuck into it, chaps. Scoop features on day one. Let's start with the Dublin Chase. Um, it's a crack two-mile contest. We've got two Willie Mullins horses at the head of the market at the minute. A min and foot pad. There's British interest too. St Calvados heading over there. How do you see the two-miler? It is an intriguing renewal, isn't it? Because um, last year, Min put down a, a huge marker for the champion chase when he won by 12 lengths. I was just looking at the old prices. He was cut a point that day from 4-1 to one into 3-1 to one to beat LTR, but we didn't we didn't quite have the evidence back then that you know LTR had his measure. Um, we were going on hurdling farm, weren't we? And then he was put in his place by him at the Cheltenham Festival. So I'm not so sure, uh, uh, you know, another win like that for, for Min would see him be s- such a strong second favourite for the champion chase, given what Altiar's done this season. But I think we're going to see the establishment of the Willie Munnings pecking order for the champion chase. If Footpad and Min both run, it sounds like they might do. Ruby Walsh certainly intimating that this week, saying that he had to choose between the two. Uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting, won't it? I think we're going to see the festival targets for both become clear. W- will one of them step up for the Ryanair? I think one of them certainly will. If you had to ask me now which one, I, I would say it would probably be Footpad stepping up. And Min, who has shown how good he is around Leopardstown over two miles uh, before um, putting his uh, claims forward to running another champion chase. Jindog, the money... Uh, recently has been for Min, suggesting that he's definitely heading there. Would he go there as Mullins as number one for you? Uh, I think he'd have to do, Dave. Uh, I think Footpad's got questions to... Um, has got f- questions to nice answer. Nice sound effect there, Shindog. As what, sorry? Nice sound effect there. Yeah, I think that was a celebration. What a good question I'd ask. Yeah. <laughs> Beautifully <laughs> phrased. Correct. Uh, Mr Shinners with a shopping list. That no, I, th- I think, um, you know, Footpad has been... You could argue that the novices of last year weren't great, but I don't think he's been running to the form that he was running last year anyway. Um, Whether he runs or not uh, in this race, I would be surprised, to be perfectly honest. Uh, In in Willie Mullins running both of them in this race, I'd be very, very surprised. Um, All the money's been for Min. Uh, He's in as short as even money now for the race, Um, so the the prices have flip-flopped. St Calvados next in, I think he needs... 
he needs much softer ground and I think he's on a bit of a retrieval mission. Simply Ned goes there. You look at the race, it's not a vintage uh, Dublin chase, I don't think. And I'd be very surprised if Min didn't win and won, and won pretty convincingly. Matt's your verdict on the Dublin chase? Yeah, just looking like down the official ratings, Footpad officially, I mean, he's clearly not performed as to what everyone was hoping he might do so far this season. Obviously, he had that fall when he was looking held and then he... He did look like he was going to walk away with things over Christmas and then just sort of fell in a little bit of a hole and, and got caught by Simply Ned. But the official ratings suggest he's only £2 behind Min. Now, I suspect... I just think he's sat somewhere on a, on a real blockbuster performance footpad. It hasn't arrived yet. Um, I know there's been... Obviously, Willie Mullins is sort of chatting about the weather a lot and a uh, few of them haven't been running this horse has been running he, he, I suspect he might have been running when there's been a bit of a a little bit of a cloud over the yard anyway I suspect he is he's got a big one in him and I think it could be in the spring but possibly not this weekend when he really bursts onto the scene but yeah I'm with Scoop in that all last season after he won at Cheltenham there was certainly a lot of talk of this could be a Gold Cup horse and I think we'll probably see the best of him this time round when he does go up to an intermediate trip. That's good. Before we came on air, not only were you blasting who I believe genuinely to be the number one clerk of the course in the country, <laughs> but you're also expressing um, surprise at Apple's Jade, available odds against for the Irish Champion Hurdle, also on that Saturday card, looking at odds checker best price of 5-4. to four. Why are you surprised to see her around that mark? I thought she'd be shorter. I, I, you, know, I, you know, she's just been in the form of a life this season. In those in those couple of wins, and I know this is a, quite a, a drastic um, step down in trip, but you look at the opposition, and you know it's similar with Super Sunday, and she's getting plenty of weight from him. Melon, he's, I, I just don't think he's quite the same league as Apples Jade, so it, it looks there, it looks hers to to lose really, and um, yeah, I think because of the form she's been in, she's she's certainly the one to beat, and the big question is. Could this turn connections head for the champion hurdle at the Fez if she if she goes and wins? Do you think there's any chance that could happen, Matt? They've been so adamant it's been mares all the way through, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, she's given what she's just done over three miles in the Christmas hurdle at Leperstown. I'd be, I would be slightly surprised. I just, they just don't really change their mind, do they? Very often, I suppose. If you go back to her last run over two miles, you're going all the way back to when she got beat by Irving in the fighting fifth. Now, she's obviously a completely different mare, turned inside out, I think, since then. But God, she's only seven and she's absolutely flying. It'll be really, really interesting to see what she could do. If she comes out and slams Melon, who obviously, he's the one that looks like he's sort of the money horse by the looks of things this week. I know there was a positive update from um, Ruby Walsh who suggested he was going to come on a fair bit for the for the comeback run. Um, but if Apples J were to come out and slam him, obviously he was close to beating Bovedere in the champion hurdle at Cheltenham last season, then, you know, the, the question is going to be asked that over and over again, isn't can it? Can I give you three bullet points why she, of course you can. Why she might run in the champion hurdle? Do you want to ping with each bullet point or do you <laughs> not require the sound effect? If he could, a nice ping. Yeah. So, firstly, Bouverdere doesn't look as bomb-proof, does he? After being beaten at Kempton at ping. Christmas. thing. Secondly, this is her first run over two miles since her stable debut for Elliot in the WKD hurdle back in 2016. So, if she bolts up over two miles, new evidence, perhaps that'll alter their opinions. Ping! Mm. And thirdly, do you not just think... 
when they were aiming Samcro at the champion hurdle, there was the first sort of excitement from Jiggins Town and Elliot that a champion hurdle was something on their wish list that they perhaps hadn't previously shown. More <laughs> <laughs> dramatic change. And, and with Samcro, you know, he's not going to be at the festival, is he? No. Perhaps, num- you know, perhaps another horse like Apple's J could come into the equation. I just wanted to do. Uh-uh. It was a good one. Why yeah. is she not being? Th- I completely the points that you make. If she was mine, you're going with a mare's allowance, getting seven pounds. She'd be shorter than Levine. I don't know why she is NRNB. I know. She's I'll have a look. Th- I, th- I know somebody put a six, seven to six, one. Seven to yeah. one. That would be big, wouldn't it? She wouldn't be six, seven to one if she turned up on the day. Having said all That's that, not long running no bet, though, is it? Is it not? No, no. I wouldn't have thought so. She, she, she's she's got to be shorter than that. Today, I think. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. No, I, I think, think it's it with is. us as well with Skybet. I might be wrong. Having said all that, they've said all along, mares. She's running the mares hurdle twice. They very rarely change their mind, and they, you know, they say let's run in the races that, that they're more likely to win, and that's definitely the mares, isn't it? And so if she, if she turned up, it remains unlikely. If she turned up in the champion hurdle, there must be a chance that Lorena might switch to the mares. Good point. Yeah. So we'll probably be take, gaining with one hand and losing with the other in the... Such is life, Dave. It is. But uh, I'm really interested, Chindog, in Mellon um, in this scene. That he really did shake up Bouverdere in that champion hurdle last year. For all his talent, for all the undoubted ability, he's not hardly a prolific winner, though. Yes, I was just going to say that. He doesn't win very often, does he? Doesn't win very often. He was disappointing in this meeting last year. Very weak in the market, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was, but then he bounced right back to form. Um, there is the argument that Cheltenham brings the best out of him, which is a possibility. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, I'm not I'm not really a believer in Melon. If I'm totally honest, he's not uh, twisting your melon, man. No, he's not. Beautiful. No, he's not. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he is. Sean Apple's Hyder, Jade is six to one. I'm surprised she's six to one. Yeah, she, she can't be on the day. If she turn up on the day, I cannot see how she starts at six to one. No, she can't do. She can't because well, if she turns up, if she turns up on the day, it's because she's bolted up she's here. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, weirdly, it's the only yeah. one where it's kind of factored in that. Well, they're not going to go there, but the whole point is there's no one or no bet, and she should be short really in that market. She's second favourite, isn't she? If she, uh, he, she's achieved yeah, much more than Lorena, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. For all the Lorena's undoubted potential and yeah, promise. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean she. It would be brilliant if she did run in it. It would make the race so much more interesting because then you've got like a three-pronged attack, haven't mm, you? You've got Bouverdale, Lorena and her. It would be brilliant. It would be a wonderful race, wouldn't it? I just, can't, I just can't really see it, to be honest. I'd be surprised, but you never know. Moving on to Sunday, another cracking day at Leopardstown. Um, Irish Gold Cup is the feature race. Um, it's a fascinating renewal. I mean, let's be fair, the, the leading Irish staying chaser isn't there, presenting Percy, we were discussing last week's podcast, has already returned with his win over hurdles. But we've got Road to Respect, we've got Album Photo, Kenboy, Bells Hill, Annabelle Flies Back, Monolith if the rain arrives, or sleet or snow, or some precipitation. I don't think they care what it is, just something to moisten the ground. How do you see the race, Matt? Yeah, plenty of sort of good, young, improving... Uh, Irish stayers here, album photo, seven-year-old, Kenboy, seven-year-old, road to respect, he's only eight. Um, I think they're going to, something's really going to emerge here. Obviously, Kenboy was the one to to come out of the uh, Savile's chase. He just sort of burst clear of everything and he he looked like there, he'd emerged as the leading Irish stayer, but as it was mentioned plenty of times afterwards, you just sort of had to take that, the whole run with a little pinch of salt, really. Um, Road to respect was Clearly very unlucky not to at least finish a fair bit closer, having 
uh, well, he made a bad mistake and then he nearly fell on the flat on the turn. Um, and Ken Boy, you know, all credit to David Mullins, who who won the race, took took the ball by the horns with the circuit to go and just sort of sprinted clear of them. He's clearly got pace. He, he's another one of those Mullins horses, I think, that's really benefited from the relatively dry ground over the winter. Sharjah, obviously, the other one claiming his back-to-back grade ones. And I think Ken Boy does like decent ground he's proven he's proven on anything now he has won a couple of times on heavy but i think the speed that he showed there the natural pace in that three three mile chase caught the sort of traditional big sluggers out uh and on decent ground it it, it really did now he could well put something up similar um they're going to be more aware to the fact aren't they and and hopefully that this will develop into a bit more of a truer test and we will see perhaps a stronger stayer come to the fore, but you know you, you can't really knock Ken Boy given what he keeps doing. He keeps rocking up and winning these races, and until he's beaten, um, I think he's probably looking at looking at it sort of at face value. He's potentially a little bit overpriced here, given what he did to these horses over Christmas. Um, I know album photo is a bit of a well, it's a real buzz horse, isn't it? You know, you're suddenly looking at around seven to two in this race now, and. He's uh, he's stepped forward. He's only won a small race, but he, he did it quite well at Tremor. The market got it spot on that day. He beat Stable Mates, Total Recall, Invitation Only, who's obviously come out and won the Thaisties. So the form looks decent. With Alpha Alpha was back in fourth, I think that day as well, and he was in the Thaisties mix as well. So the form looks good. They obviously expect him to turn himself into a into a Gold Cup horse this season. But I'd be possibly with Kemboy to beat Album Photo, but. You know, there's there's lots of elements to this race. It is a pretty dynamic, open race by the looks of things. Skip, we are answering ten big questions ahead of the um, Dublin Racing Festival for the site. I've asked the questions. I can't wait to read the responses. What do you say in the Gold Cup? What's the bet in this race? Well, I think the question in this race is which horse is open to most improvement. That, that, that wasn't my question. Because you've got five. I didn't ask that. You've got five horses rated between. <laughs> 165 and 169, four pounds separating them. Road to Respect, Album Photo, Bells Hill, Ken Boy, and Annabelle Fly. And, the, you know, it's it's which one can sort of go on from that and really throw the hat into the ring for a Gold Cup. And for me, that horse is, is definitely Album Photo. Um, I just, I really liked his, his win at Tramall last time. That was his seasonal reappearance. You just think he's going to, he's going to come on loads for that. Like Matt said, the form's working out really well with invitation only. He was miles behind him at Tramall going on to, to win the Thiesti. So for me, it would be album photo, but there's very little between them. If I was Noel Mead and um, Rota Respect, you, you expect him to improve on his Christmas run, granted, you know, better looking running. Uh, but I would really fear the Mullins pair of album photo and Ken Boy not a lot between them but for me album photo would be the bet Shindog uh, I I wouldn't back album photo because I'd just like to see him jump around uh, Leopardstown because his, his jumping definitely was a problem last season uh, okay he was fine first time up um, if he jumps well and wins this then I think he's a he's clearly a massive player going forward for the likes of the Gold Cup. Um, at the moment, Road to Respect's favourite eleven to four. Album Photo seven to two. Bells Hill five to one. Kenboy eleven to two. It's very very will competitive. Will he run them all, Mullins? Would it? Because he's got Total Recall in there as well. 
I don't know talented why he, on his day with yeah. a clear hand of jumping. I don't know why he wouldn't. Yeah, I yeah, think he's he got mob handed in these grade yeah. ones, doesn't he? He's got no. He's, he hasn't really. I mean, you know, this is going to be. I mean, there's been no talk of it because it's been such an odd national hunt season. But this would help him with the uh, trainers' championship, winning races like this. So why wouldn't you? And, and to be honest, you know, time's kind of it's ticking away now, isn't it? I mean, we're well. No, I don't. This cold tap could really mess it. If this lasts for a couple of weeks, so many Absolutely. the dreaded straight to Cheltenham line that Absolutely, gets churned yeah. out. From and it's funny, you know, we we were talking earlier uh, in the office, um, myself and Matt. It might have been Scoop. I can't remember. But do we they were, have hair? That's your yeah. Clue. We were talking about getting horses qualified for races, and it's going to make life a lot tougher. You know, if you're how many, you know, if you have to have two runs over fences or three runs over hurdles or whatever. So it's going to make life, uh, you know, some horses are going to have a pretty, uh, the, the preparation isn't going to be as, as smooth as you would expect. But I'm sure, I'd be very surprised if Mullins didn't run all his horses here because he'd have a hell of a chance of winning the race with one of them. And we mentioned in the, you know, with, with a view to the Ryanair, Min and Footpad, well, I, you wouldn't be su- totally surprised if maybe one of these were to drop back as well, and and that it could well be Kenboy. Um, he's just got that spark, he's got that pace, he's got that sort of goes well through his races. Yeah, he does. He does. I know he's a bit chancy occasionally at his fences as well, so that'd be a, a potentially an issue if he were to drop back for a, a race like the Ryanair. But you know, like Total Recall, you know, he he could end up in a Ryanair or even sort of compared towards the Grand National again. I mean. So, yeah, he's, he's got to run them just to know where, the, where they're going to slot in in the spring. Now, Sporting Life's uh, and Skybet's Warren Greytrex heading over uh, with La Bagoire for the Flowgas Novice Chase. You spoke to him earlier in the week, Matt. How come is he they're going to turn over Delta Work on his own backyard? Yeah, well, he was he was perfectly open and, and obviously highlighted Delta Work as... He didn't, he didn't say the one to beat. He said, obviously, he's favourite and we're getting weight, getting weight from him. Um, I think he's quietly confident. He's been quietly confident with this mare since the start of the season and she's really, really gone and sort of justified his lofty, um, the reputation in which he holds her. Um, I think a key attribute to her is obviously the speed at which she jumps and I think it is it is a big question of it's two miles five, it's on good ground. Is this going to be enough of a test to really draw out Delta Works stamina reserves because there's no doubt he's he's got them. In saying that, he beat Larishberg, obviously one of the favourites for the Arkle on decent ground in the Drimmore, and that was two miles four, so that was decent ground. I mean, it's a it's a heck of a matchup. This this is a this is a proper race between uh, two really good novices. I'd probably be with La Bagarois. Dickie Johnson goes over there. He gets on with her so well, and she just she jumps so accurately, and she'll she'll get them under under pressure um, from a fair way out. And um, I think she's probably going to enhance the form of the uh, the Corto Star race. She dog the Spring Juvenile Hurdle Grade One, a rematch between Sir Eric and Tiger Tap Tap from over Christmas. Joe Chambers in his spot in life feature. Rich Rich's racing manager we gave Tiger Tap Tap a good mention before that debut. A horse I know they think a lot of. Can you see him reversing form here with the O'Brien runner? I think. Uh I think there's a possibility you could. Um, I think it was arguably that was maybe the best juvenile race we've had all season. Um, Time will tell. But in um, Sir Eric, whose um, stable companion was so impressive, Fakir Duderi at... More of him to follow, listeners. Yep, at Cheltenham. Um, Do I think he can reverse the form? If he'd have jumped the last, he might have won, maybe. Do I think he'll reverse the form? No. I think uh, I think Joseph O'Brien's horse is just 
are in phenomenal form and I think this Sir Eric is a very could be a potentially very very smart horse um, the there's little between him in the betting Sir Eric just favorite in front of um, in front of Tiger Tap Tap but I think um, I think Sir Eric will win again time now chats for the chatting to stop well, it's not actually for the chatting to stop but the tipping to start I want a bet from each of you for the Dublin Racing Festival uh, that includes those flying to the events Benjamin Linfoot and Michael Shinners and those not, Matt Blocklebank. So let's start with the man who's been asking himself questions about the great two days, Ben Linfoot. Give us a bet, Scoop. For, you've been doing value bets for both days, getting your tea took into the handicaps, etc. But what catches you out at this early stage? I quite like uh, Paloma Blue in the blue. Frank Ward solicitors Arkel Novices Chase. Uh, Larish Bergen and Nocnanus set the standard. Over fences, no doubt, but um, I think Paloma Blue's open to plenty of improvement. He came on loads for his seasonal reappearance when winning at Leopardstown last time. Uh, we know how good Henry de Bromed is at training these two-mile chases, and I think on hurdling form, he's probably the one to beat. Um, he had you know, better hurdling form than Larishberg and not Nannis, and I think if he puts it all together over fences, as he, as he shaped like he was... He was he was learning so much with his win last time um, at Leopardstown. You know he's got a cost and distance win, and I, when you look back to how he shaped in the delight behind Sam Crow at this meeting last year, I think at around nine ten to one, he's got to be of interest in the in the Arkle. Uh, in the Chanel Farmer Novice Hurdle, formerly the Delight. Uh, they've gone belly up Delight. No, they haven't. Have they? Would I think so? No, they haven't. I'd like to retract that. No, they, I would do if I were you. Vision Donair. For me, I was really impressed with his performance. Well, in what the did he win at? He won uh, a massive race, didn't he? I don't know. Oh, he won the sportinglife.com maiden hurdle. Did he? Yeah. To me, the most significant point of this guy was. Yeah, yeah. It's a race I always check. No, I thought he was. The vibes, the vibes about the horse prior to the race were very, very strong. He was very impressive. It was a good race. Um, uh, JP McManus, Willie Mullins had a, uh, a horse that was very well thought of. Visioned on air put that horse in its place um, with ease and I just obviously there was two races over on that weekend at Punchestown uh, you know one half, within half an hour of each other Felix Dejke won one Vision Donaire won the second one I think Vision Donaire was just very very impressive jumped really nicely had come on loads for his it was a little bit disappointing over Christmas and I think that he'll win this and I think he will be challenging for favouritism on the back of it. Ooh. Just on that, Shindog, the, the horse in second, Elixir Denae, he could run against him on... Yeah. yeah. He's 16 to 1. I mean, that form, each way, he could come on for that first round, couldn't he? I mean, he was very, I mean, very it, well... You know, reversing form is going to be difficult, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. he could easily finish second again. Absolutely. And he was well regarded before that. Um, there was a little bit of money... F- there was a little bit of money for him in the morning of that race. Yeah. I think both of them are a very good horse. I mean, they spent an awful lot of money on um, on the the Mullins horse. Um, I, I think time will I think time will tell that that was a really good race, but a really sweet on Vision Donaire. And I see him as it stands at the moment. He's a horse I, if I was to have a bet now on who'll win the Sky Bet Supreme, it would be Vision Donaire. That's a question that's coming in part two. Before we head to part two, Matt Brocklebank, best this, bet. This is shocking, isn't it? I just have to shin as his waxing lyrical about this horse. I'm sticking in the same race, and I, I just think it's a great race in which to have a bet. Um, I think because I think Vision Donaire 
Uh, I just didn't really like the way he jumped. I thought he ballooned a few of the hurdles early on. He's still a big, gawky horse. I think it's a bit early in his development. And I'd be... I just can't believe Classical Dream's a bigger price. Um, he's the one that beat him up over Christmas. He's a second season um, novice, having joined from France. He's Willie Mullins. He was really handy. Uh, he was sort of right up there, up with the leaders in that maiden hurdle over Christmas at Leopardstown. And he had Vision Denaire, the 7-4 to favourite, back in fourth. He, it was, there was no fluke about that win for me at all. And I think Classical Dream is a cracking bet to beat Vision Denaire. Well, thank you, Matt. That's 23 minutes we spent on the first part. Not quite evenly distributing the three parts this week, I fear. About seven minutes too long. I know, we have to punch it in parts two. We'll be back shortly after this message with, well, we're going to take a look at the novice hurdles at the Cheltenham Festival. You're listening to the Sporting Life Racing Podcast in association with Skybet. Read the latest informed opinion on Sporting Life. Then check out the odds on Skybet to offer best odds guaranteed on all UK and Irish racing. Well, welcome back. It's time to look ahead to the novice hurdles at the Cheltenham Festival. Entries revealed today, brackets, close brackets, Thursday. Uh, Michael Shindog Shinner, are you pleased with 98 in the Skybet Supreme? Absolutely, Dave, yeah. You quote uh, so on the most news press release. Yeah, I was, I was delighted. Yeah, you were that, the exact word did you I used. say delighted? Did, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's, um, look, I mean, it's it's the start of the, the Cheltenham Festival. It's the first race, the Cheltenham Raw. Um, it's been a funny year. There's been a number of horses that... Uh, have been talked up but we haven't seen or haven't quite made it um i think the the road to cheltenham races that we've sponsored have probably been more relevant than any other year that we've done it to be fair with the likes of angel's breath elixir de nuts um obviously we had felix deschke so um yeah um it, i think it looked mr fisher as well i should have said so it's it it looks an interesting race it's very very difficult at the moment to know let's be brutally honest with it last year's race wasn't of time has told us last year's race wasn't vintage um the year before the bayer who we never who we haven't seen since so um would you a good one yeah i think so i think so i think I, th- I don't think i don't think the last two years have probably been brilliant um but we were probably spoiled because we had Vitor Duvan and um, an Altior, so we'll see how we go. Right, chaps, I've not prepped you for this one, but what I want from you here Uh-oh. is a novice hurdle. Bet for the novice hurdles from Ooh. each of you. I'll go first to give you a little bit of little bit of thinking time. I like in the Skybet two in the Skybet Supreme. Should dog, you'd be delighted to know. Yeah, uh, Fakia Dudari has interestingly been entered Ooh. by Joseph O'Brien. I always think of four-year-olds going well in this on the basis I remember binocular running in it mm-hmm. as a juvenile. But I was mightily impressed with him at Cheltenham. Uh, at the weekend and obviously we said Eric heading to that spring juvenile the temptation to keep the two apart might mean he's pointed there even if he's not he's 16 to 1 all in but 10 to 1 with the sponsors NRNB which I think is a sporting bet because I think if he turns up getting the allowances in this sky bet this year's particular sky bet supreme he's no 10 to 1 chance so he's my bet at the novices at this stage but I'm also be quite tempted with getaway Trump uh, he's about 16 to 1 for Paul Nichols Runs in the Betfair hurdle, which I think he'll go very close in. If you watch that Chalo, he finished second two champion. He's absolutely swinging away. Uh, second last, he's the last one off the bridle. He wasn't as strong a stayer as a winner that day. I think a strongly run two miles might be right up his street. We'll find out at Newbury, but anyway, I'm not putting him up. It's Fakir Dudery, NRNB, 10 to 1 with Skybet. For me, in the Supreme Scoop, what's your novice hurdle? Do you want to ask somebody else first? Well, I'm just looking for the, uh, the Ballymore betting, but I'm struggling. 
So look just under Ballymore then. No, it's oh. not. It's all Ozcheck has gone oh, to pot. Oh no, Matt, you you step Honestly. in. Honestly, Honestly. Um, a novice hurdle. A bet. novice hurdle bet. Well, I'm going to go to the Albert Bartlett. Um, it is. It is. It's a bit of a messy race, to be honest. It's another one of them. I know a lot of these horses that really are kind of Albert Bartlett types would have wanted really bad ground over the winter, and I'd imagine a few of them have been lurking and haven't been running, to be honest. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it shapes up near the time and what the entries are exactly. But the horse I was really taken with was Darren Ross that won at Limerick um, on the 29th of December. He beat Deffy Blur, Gordon Elliott's horse that day, and he just he made all, and the way he went about his business was just really, really gutsy. Proper Albert Bartlett performance. Um, and he's another. He's a second season Norris. He's got loads of experience. He's had... Um, he came close on a couple of occasions last season, but second season novice, grinding away. He's proven over three miles, three miles plus. There's a couple in here that obviously haven't raced over three miles yet. The opportunity just hasn't arisen. And uh, I suspect a few horses are going to go into the Albert Bartlett on the back of kind of impressive, decent wins over two mile four, two mile five. This horse has done it over three miles already. He's done it in bad ground. Now that's obviously the big one. If it came up quick, that's... Uh, there might be uh, one or two issues there, but it sounds like uh, they're aiming him towards the race and he's about 16 to 1. So, yeah, Derrin Ross for me and the Albert Bartlett. Lovely stuff, 16 to 1, Paul. And that's uh, Limerick Novice Erdogan. He won the Martello Tower race, didn't he? This is a big point, aren't Sensational it? record at the Cheltenham Festival. Produced a winner at the Fez the last four years. Fohin won at Limerick, then the Neptune. Uh, Martella Tower won the Limerick, then the, the Albert, Albert Bartlett, Penn Hill won both races as well. And then last year, Delta Work was second and won the Potemps. So incredible record at the Fez. We- Weapons Amnesty as well won both races, That's Limerick nice. and Al- Albert Bartlett. So really good record, Derren Ross, one to watch. Thanks, Scoop. I haven't got a bet in the Novice Hurdles. I, I really want to take on Champ, though, in the in the Ballymore. He's a short price favourite for the, for the Ballymore, around 72, I think. Chalo Hurdle winners, awful record at the festival. Not from 16 in the Ballymore. Um, and it's because Stinking stats. at that time of year, you know, the, the, the best horses perhaps out running over uh, that trip at Newbury at the end of December. And it's it's been proven over the years, hasn't it, that it hasn't stood up that grade one form. And I think he's a bit he's a bit keen as well in his races. And whether he'd get up the Cheltenham Hill would be on my mind. So take champ on. Find your own selection because I've not had a good enough look yet. Lovely, thank you, Scoop. So just listeners, only 103 to look at there. But Scoop's <laughs> it down for you. He's got rid of one of them. Thank you, sir. An important one, An though. An important one. Yeah, the main one to get rid of. Yeah. Gino, did you give the game away in part one about your novice hurdle back? Yeah, like Vision Donair in the Skybet Supreme. I think he'll um, I think he'll outclass them on the weekend. And I like a horse called... on the other side of the desk, isn't it, Scoop? Oh, no, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're going to start scrapping. In I, think, I didn't know that's what you were tipping. That I'm going to have a... Well, we can have a match bet. Yeah. And a fair match yeah. bet as well. Fair match bet. And I like a horse called Dunvegan for the Albert Bartlett as well. Uh, oh, it's got against Matt again deliberately. Around about 20, yeah. 25 to 20 for 25. Give us a case for that one, sir. Uh, he was very... He, he was... He ran a lot of times last year, in, uh, so he's not particularly unexposed. Um, but he was a decent uh, bumper horse, and then he won first time up. Uh, I, th- I think he'll run in the Dublin Racing Festival. I think he'll probably go against Battle Over Doyen in the two-mile-six race. Um, and if he can go close in that, then I th- could see a step up to three miles would be perfect for it. 
Well, there you go. Three out of four ain't bad. There's my doppelganger meatloaf nearly sang. Three novice hurdle bets for you there for the Fez. Uh, we're going to be back in part three just with a brief recap of the action from last weekend and what significant pointers we took from Festival Trials Day at Cheltenham and Skybet Chase Day at Doncaster. Visit sportinglife.com and log in for free to become an insider. There you can unlock loads of exclusive features, including unlimited video replays, tips and previews, live score update notifications, betting offers and more. Well, welcome back to the Spotlife Racing podcast for part three. It's the final part and Scoop, you made at best a fleeting contribution to part two. Oh, come on. No, no, you did. Vital contribution. No, 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 you just literally took out one horse. What have you got to add to it? Festival Trials Weekend last week at Cheltenham and Doncaster. What was the most significant performance for you and why? Ooh, that would have to be Paisley Park, wouldn't it, in the in the Cleve Hurdle. He was he was terrific and uh, really proved his um, ability to go at the track, which I think was under some doubt considering he was beaten out of sight in the Albert Bartlett. But this season he's just improved out of all recognition. Couple of handicaps, the Grade 1 long walk and now the Cleve. And he just looks head and shoulders above the rest of the British staying division and deservedly heads the market for the stairs hurdle. The big question is the Irish challenge, particularly Penn Hill, who goes really well fresh, really well at the Cheltenham Festival. It's a good job it goes fresh, isn't it? Well fresh, because it's all it ever is. Well, it, yeah, I mean, Willie Mullins is um, he's, uh, doing the old Cavega plan, isn't he? That works so well for that wonderful mare for six it years didn't, in a row. He didn't do too badly with it, did Turns it? up at Cheltenham and puts his town and wins, and Penn Hill is starting to do the same when you look at his record. and He certainly shouldn't be forgotten about, in the in the stairs hurdle, but betting, and I don't think anyone has to be fair. But Paisley <laughs> Park now favourite, and I think rightly so. Shindog. Um, the Fakir Duderi race. Uh, I was really taken by the second fine Brunello for Joseph O'Brien. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing that maybe the plan was the Fred Winter. I'm not sure if they've blown the handicap mark. Um, I'd say it'd be a very hard horse to put a mark next to with a jolly finishing third that was rated in the 140s um if uh, maybe if, if you say a jolly's sort of underperformed then Daryl felt he did a little bit yeah didn't, didn't think it was it. hopefully the, the mark will be a bit less but i'm not so i'm not sure but depending on what mark it gets i think that fine brunello in the fred winter's a fascinating horse Matt. yeah having spoken with daryl uh just the other day as well um i wasn't initially uh, two taken with Terrafort, but he seemed to be really, really positive about Terrafort and that comeback run in the Cotswolds chase. Um, obviously, the horse was bitterly disappointing on his seasonal debut when last of four at odds on, long odds on at Sandown. He completely, he put that race to, to the into the past really and he, he showed up really, really well for a long way and I'll be keeping a close eye on uh, sort of the plans, the running plans really with Terrafort. Obviously, the the bowl springs to mind, given how well he won at Aintree uh, towards the end of last season. He was he was dead impressive that day, and he he beat Miss Pathway, Elegant Escape, Black Court, and you know it was it was a decent race um, towards the end of the season. And I just wonder if he might drop back uh, for the Ryanair before heading on 
towards the bowl. He didn't shape like he uh, was begging for the the Gold Cup. And I think if it came to it, he, he might well struggle to, to beat Elegant Escape over a Gold Cup trip. But um, there's obviously load of class there and he's still really unexposed. And just the way that Jacob was talking about him, I think Terraforce wants to take forward if he lands up in a, in an air, a Ryanair chase. Did they say anything about Janika, Davil? Yeah, I, th- I think that would be the worry. I can't see Terraforce running in a Ryanair. Cause Could Janika got... be pointed there? Well, they've got Janika and they've got that top notch as well, haven't they? That top and they've got top, top notch. notch. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see see which way they go. I think because Janique is what one f- that's mid one fifty at Saturday. What's it gone up six to? Yeah, one five six. Where does that put you in a Ryanair skirt? One five six. I think it's one five seven. Is it one five seven? Yeah, I think. Well, you're looking at mid one sixties, aren't you, for the winner? So he's not far off. No, he's you're not miles the, off. And then you've got you got top notch. Is he? He must be in one sixties. Is he? What a thought so by now, wouldn't he? And he's, he's established, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they'll, they'll try and keep him apart. That's what they'll do, won't they? So it depends how they... The Prittle Demise going Gold Cup. It pro- uh, national, it probably opens up Gold Cup for Terrafort if you're wanting to. And you were at Doncaster Saturday, Dave. Was there any eye-catchers there? Uh, yeah, there were so many eye-catchers. Um, no, there wasn't really. It was a good day's racing. Yeah. Two significant, well, three significant performances. Goal conquered despite urging for it to stop for another excellent value bet selection in the Skybet Chase didn't. He goes to the Randolph Health Grand National. He's in the right hands, isn't he? Nigel Twist and Davies, mm-hmm. but I'd have severe reservations about whether he's going to stay. Well, if, if Bristol Demai heads the way, it's in Goal Conquer will be it's down it's towards the bottom somewhere well, despite being rated 157. It's an old school national, that, wouldn't it? To have yeah, like yeah. an 11 10 mm. Gold Cup horse at the top of the it shot. Certainly and then looks like he jumps well enough, Goal Conquer, doesn't he? Oh, does he? He'd travel well as well, yeah. wouldn't he? But. My doubt about the Skybet Chase was, does he truly stay three? And he got home, no problem at the mm. weekend, but whether he'd get another mile and a half, it's a it's a big ask. I think he's got a lot of speed. Um, we saw the Lightning Novices Chase, the nice horse of Paul Nichols has won. Uh, I, can't, I was going to name Delightful Dollars, but he's not called Delightful Dollars. Dynamite. Dynamite Dollars. Is he more than just a nice horse, do you think? Dave? I think he is. I, I think I know people are quick to, to crab it. I don't think he liked making the running at all. And that didn't suit him. He wants an end-to-end gallop. He jumps well. It was a fleeting moment Saturday where you thought he might be beat. It wasn't was more it? than that. One between the third last yeah. and the second last, the King Horse came swinging away, and I, 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 I quite like him. I think he's going to run well in an article. He's experienced, and a bit like a lot of the other races we've talked about, Kalashnikov and Layla had the market. They've both been beaten by Dynamite Dollars. He's this got season. a touch of the uh, dodging bullets about him, hasn't he? Do you think what he's, in terms of? I don't know. Just in terms of his profile, he's not very sexy, but he's. He's quite solid. Market raising form in the summer, that's good. I don't, I don't know, something about him reminds me of him. It's what, comes with, it's what comes with a Nichols horse, isn't it? Like They're just not afraid to run them. They no. run them and run them and invariably they win and people still like to knock them afterwards. Whereas I think when it comes to betting markets, people like really like to get to stuck into one that's been laid out or just had one flashy run. And I don't know, it's just not a fashionable thing, is it? And yet Nichols just does it year after year and, and they do keep winning. He was talking about running him again between now and Cheltenham as well. Yeah. Uh, between the which I thought was staggering. I thought he'd done enough. But I think the thing that worries me with him in terms of the article is the way that Layla dismissed him at Cheltenham in November on his chasing debut. He was seven lengths adrift and it it was a comfortable seven It's a different lengths. horse now though, isn't he? It looks it, doesn't he? All uh, that experience I, under I, his belt. I, I, that's just the one performance in the back of my mind. But it's reflecting the market. He's a bigger price than Layla and more prolific winning-wise and more experienced of offenses. So I think he's interesting. And Lady Button's just about got the job done in the, the Mayor's Hurdle. I mean, you've got to think, Scoop, that they're talking about Altio and the. Ch- I think she's a better chaser than she's a hurdler, isn't she? 
she ain't going to beat Altior and Min in the. Is that what she's going for? Yeah, champion chase. Champion chase is what they. Because uh, she's quite versatile regarding trip as well, isn't she? But it's a sporting car. At least it's something different yeah, in definitely. there, isn't it? And she's been a fabulous, wonderful uh, horse to watch this season. Great advertisement for Phil Kirby and his skills as well. Absolutely. Right, Alex. Well, that's it. We've run out of time. We overdid it on part one, didn't we? But it's because it's such a good weekend of racing. Very true. Very true. Ben and Michael over with Mike Vince at Leopardstown this weekend for the Dublin Racing Festival. Catch all their antics and updates across our social channels at Sporting Life on Twitter and Sporting Life Official on Facebook. And myself and Matt will be doing the reports back in the office across sportinglife.com. Uh, thank you for listening and best of luck with your own weekend wagers. Thanks for listening to this Sporting Life podcast. For more, visit sportinglife.com. And you can find us on social media at Sporting Life on Twitter and at facebook.com forward slash Sporting Life Official.